Welcome back to the Sower Seeds Podcast with John Straza, a teaching ministry that will firmly root you in the gospel of God's truth and love. And now, here's John. Praise God today. This is the Sower Seeds Podcast, and this is John Straza. Welcome today. I was almost going to say this morning because as I sit here in front of the mic, it is morning. You know, for days I've been wondering what would I speak of today, and I've been asking the Lord about it and just staying open to Him. And I've been in the Word a lot. We've been in prayer a lot. Been up in the middle of the night a lot, just praying, praying for our nation. And and I know, I feel the weight of the concern and fear and uncertainty of God's people. I just feel it. And it can't be ignored, really. Things that I've been thinking about throughout the entire week is that it's God's personality and his character that I trust. Did you ever know a person that you could say about them, well, I know they'll come through, so I trust that they'll do this. Well, this, this is what we have in, in God. His faithfulness is always true. And the Lord put it in my heart this morning to do a message with a few scriptures. Usually I title these messages, and today I want to call it Live Your Lives Today. And I can paraphrase it a few ways by saying, live your lives boldly, live your lives with purpose, live your lives in the Lord, but don't stop. Don't stand and just wait in fear or confusion. Live your lives in the Lord. So as as I'm thinking about that thought, I want to read these scriptures to you. The first one is in Philippians. We've read the scripture a few times in the last several weeks, I would say, and Philippians 4 and verse 6, let me read it to you. Be anxious for nothing. Now, now folks, before I go any further, even though I just started reading, I just want you to open your heart to this word, because this is really the heart of God talking. These, These scriptures, I really believe, are the heart of God talking. This is the Bible. This is his word directly. There's nothing better. So back to Philippians 4, verse 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension and understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, and this really stands for today with the the amount of information that's going around, Listen to this. This is verse 8. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Now this is just so important. I have two other verses that I think you're just going to to love. So I believe the Lord is doing something here. I want you to look at Psalm 33. I'm going to read the entire thing. I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible. Sing for joy in the Lord, O you righteous ones. Praise is becoming to the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with a lyre. Sing praises to him with a harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy, for the word of the Lord is upright, 
and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of loving kindness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all the hosts. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord nullifies the counsel of the nations. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From his dwelling place, he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all, he who understands all their works. The king isn't saved by a mighty army. A warrior is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a false hope for victory, nor does it deliver anybody by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope for his loving kindness to deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart rejoices in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your loving kindness, O Lord, be upon us, according as we have hoped in you. That's Psalm 33, and I encourage you to read that on your own and spend time with it. So here the Lord is saying to look to him. There's no other strength but his. To sing a new song, to trust in him, to understand that his breath, his word, stands strong, that he nullifies the counsels of the nation. He frustrates the plans of people. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart stand from generation to generation. This is the character of God. Be reminded that this is his character. This is who he is. And if you were to trust in anything in this day, and age, and it should always be this way, in the best of times and in the most challenging of times, to trust in him. He is your savior. He will never leave you or forsake you. And in the first scripture that I read through Philippians, this is what he's saying too, to look to him, to be anxious for nothing. That means not to worry about anything. This, this means that you are depending on the character of God. It's also encouraging us in Philippians as well to Determine what we're going to think about. Are we going to think about a bad report or a good report? Here it's saying, if you know something that is right and pure and lovely and of good report, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think on these things. Dwell on them. And there's another beautiful scripture that I want to bring into this message at this point, and, it, and it's Isaiah 35. Brothers and sisters, this is all about the character of God, and this is all about his word. Sometimes it's best, I would say most times, it's best to get in God's word and get in prayer before him. Get before God, you may be very surprised 
what you see and what you hear, and especially what you hear in his word. And that's exactly how these scriptures feel to me here today. So if you have Isaiah 35, let's look at this. Again, I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible. And the wilderness and the desert will be glad. And again, I'm going to stop and, and say the same thing I said before. Open your hearts and hear this. This is the voice of God. It really is. It's his word. This is When you're reading in the scriptures, it's always his word. Just open your hearts and let this come into your hearts and bless you. The wilderness and the desert will be glad. And the desert will rejoice and blossom like a crocus. It will blossom profusely and rejoice with rejoicing and shout of joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Encourage the exhausted and strengthen the feeble. Say to those with an anxious heart, take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he will save you. Then the blind eyes will be opened and the ears of the deaf will be unstopped. Then the lame will leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute will shout with joy for waters will break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The scorched land will become a pool and the thirsty grounds springs of water. In the haunt of jackals, its resting place, grass becomes reeds and rushes. A highway will be there, a roadway, and it will be called the highway of holiness. The unclean will not travel on it but it will be for him who walks in that way, and fools will not wander on it. No lion will be there, nor will any vicious beast go up on it. These will not be found there, but the redeemed will walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting to Zion. With everlasting joy upon their heads, they will find gladness and joy, and sorrow and sighing will flee away. These three scriptures, I really believe, are the centerpiece of what God is saying to you today. They're beautiful. When I read in this chapter in Isaiah 35 and saw verse 3, it just jumped out at me last night. It said, encourage the exhausted and strengthen the feeble. Say to those with an anxious heart, take courage, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come, but he will save you. And the reason it says, but he will save you, what he's saying there is that he's going to come with vengeance against the enemy. You'll see that. But for you, he's saving you. But what hit me even harder is in verse 3 where it said, encourage the exhausted and strengthen the feeble. Say to those with an anxious heart, take courage, fear not. Behold, look, see, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come. That's a sure thing, but he will save you. And that is really the centerpiece, I think, in giving the gospel. And so often I see people in my heart as, as they listen to this program, and I know that their hearts are exhausted. I know it. I feel it all the time. I know that they feel feeble. I know their hearts are anxious. And so often the Lord has used this particular program to encourage those who feel exhausted and feeble and anxious. 
And today he's saying in these beautiful verses, if you'll just read them, you'll hear God's encouragement. You'll hear his character and see his character in your personal life, in your world, in your place in which you live. He cares about you so much so that he was, Jesus was at one point talking about a child, a young one that was there with him. And he made a warning that if anyone were to offend that little one, who may have been exhausted and feeble and anxious in heart, that it would be better for a millstone to be hung around their neck and thrown into the sea. In other words, God cares so much about you right now. You're like that little one. You are like that child, no matter how old you are, because you may feel feeble. You may feel exhausted. You may feel anxious in your heart. And the Lord's purpose has always been to save and encourage and gather in under his wings. And yes, while I do know he wants us all to stand more boldly and with greater faith and stand strong, he's also saying here, and I see it, I see it in the faces of people as I go throughout our day, I see it. And I see some are encouraged and standing strong, but many today throughout the whole world, this is just not America, it's everywhere. Though eyes are focused on America, I can see that as well. But their hearts and minds and bodies even are exhausted. Their, their knees are shaking and, and feeble, and their hearts are full of anxiety. And that's why this, this stuck out to me when I read this, verses 3 and 4, and all of it is beautiful. But this last verse, 10, it also just, it just stuck out, the last part of the verse, and, and the ransomed of the Lord will return and come with joyful shouting to Zion with everlasting joy upon their heads. They will find gladness and joy and sorrow and sighing will flee away. That's twofold in the sense that we will find that now and we will find it permanently in heaven. We'll have both sadness and sorrow in the days in which we live. In heaven, there won't be any. That's true. But in this day and age, you can have gladness and joy, and you can experience sorrow and sighing fleeing away too. Maybe not every day of every moment, but you should know joy and gladness now. That's your right. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So to take verse 3 literally in my mind, the Lord is saying to me, encourage the exhausted and strengthen the feeble. Say to those with an anxious heart, take courage, fear not. God is coming. He's doing what he's going to do. He promises. And the way I can say that to you is look at the character of God from the first page of the Bible to the last, and you will see a God that has never once failed his people. Never once. And he's not going to start today. He's the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. He is here for you. He will save. Look up. Open your hearts. Let the King of glory come in. We read that in the last episode. And who is this King of glory? The Lord mighty in battle, invincible. He is the King of glory. Open your hearts, the gates of your hearts, and let him come in because he is coming in and he will do a wonderful thing in your life. This is a more personal message today from God's heart to you. So brothers and sisters, today I really believe that's where I'm going to leave it. These scriptures say it all. And what I'm adding to it is to say, look at the character of God. I've been thinking that all week. It's the character of God that I trust. I've heard 
several ministers say several things about what's going on today, some of which I definitely agree with, but it doesn't matter whether I never heard those people or not. It's the character and nature of God that I trust. And I'm asking you to look at the character and nature of God with your own eyes. Look in the scriptures, look throughout the entire Bible and see if God ever failed his people in any way, shape or form. He did not. Did he ever skip any promise he ever made? He did not. And if the Lord gives you personally another scripture, he might show you Moses at the Red Sea. He might show you Jericho. He might show you David. He may show you some other scripture that just touches your heart. Then trust that verse. Trust that word from God directly to your heart. That's what you need. The Lord has said to me through the week, hold your peace. And I just kind of looked to the Lord and was, I know what it means, but I still was, oh, what does that mean? You know, he's saying, hold your peace, have a quietness and hold the peace that I've given you. Stand in peace, look to God with expectation and trust in his character. This is so good. And as you read again in Isaiah 35, you'll see too a lot of blossoming and a lot of waters flowing through dry ground. And it's just good. So I will leave it there. I believe this is, this is a perfect place to stop right here. The word of God really speaks for itself. How good is this? So we have Philippians 4, Psalm 33, and Isaiah 35. I encourage you to go right back before you go do anything else and look into these scriptures like it was just the best thing that you could find today and, and take it as a treasure in your life. And I'll close by saying, live your life. Live it boldly. Live it peacefully. Live it with your eyes on God. Pray to him looking to him. Talk to him with your heart on him. Be focused on him. Be anxious for nothing, but with prayer and supplication to God, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to him. Make this personal. Thank God. This is such a beautiful thing. These verses are beautiful. So thank you for joining me today. I really believe that this has been a great blessing. And we look forward to seeing what the Lord is going to do. Fear not. Take courage. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. The recompense of God will come and he will save you. Isn't that beautiful? God bless you today, and thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.